Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm Dr. Karen Can, your host, author of the best-selling book, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And the intention of the show is to help inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether that's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. So I'm so thrilled that you're here. And if you are a sensitive soul looking for support and um, looking to manifest the kind of dreams that you want, um, I have a free gift for you. It's called the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide. And it is a PDF that you can download with some really great tips on how you can really navigate your life with more peace, more positivity, and more personal power. How cool is that? Three Ps. (laughs) So you can get that at the sensitivesoulguide.com. Now, today is the first Monday of the month, which means it is the Ask the Doctors Life Wave segment where Dr. Dennis Loebstein and I talk about how to use the LifeWave phototherapy patches in advanced and creative ways um, to using Chinese the principles of Chinese medicine and um, energy medicine to amplify your body's ability to heal itself faster, more efficiently. So if you have a question, uh, you can actually call in live on the show at 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up and you have a question. 818-514-1190. Hit one. So my time is uh, pretty, pretty um booked up these days. So it's really hard for me to do like one-on-one mentoring with a lot of people who aren't in my LifeWave group, but this is a really great opportunity to get some of that uh, with an expert like Dr. Dennis. And then if I have two cents, I can actually share that with you as well. I'm going to open up the chat in a few moments. And I'm also going to be writing some notes because Dr. Dennis always has some really great uh, tips and protocols. So I'm going to be writing some notes on the patchtrainingteam.com blog. So write that down, patchtrainingteam, all one word, .com. And if you go to the blog approximately 15, 10 or 15 minutes afterwards, I should be finished, hopefully, with the notes from today's show. And you can go ahead and share that with your team or your distributors, your customers. Or if you're brand new to LifeWave, you can certainly call in and ask for some advice. So we are open to um, helping you with specific protocols based on what's going on with you. And just so you know, the rules are such that we can't talk about healing or curing or treating or preventing diseases. So if you have a disease, for example, or label disease, just talk about the symptoms related to that. And then we can give you hopefully a great patching protocol that is specific for you. And today's, uh, this month's topic is really twofold because I couldn't decide between one or the other what I wanted. So I decided to to tell Dr. Dennis we wanted both. So one is the change of season. So we're going through the change of season now in many parts of the world, meaning we're going from, you know, summer to fall. And I myself, when I traveled to San Diego and back, ended up with these cough cold symptoms uh, and being on the plane and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was like, bummer, I, I should have used some of these protocols, uh, LifeWay protocols, change of season protocols that might have been really helpful. So I thought that would be a great topic. How do we get our bodies shifting more efficiently in the change of season when the energies are shifting? And number two topic for today is mood swings. So we have some people with some um, either themselves or family members, loved ones, friends that have been diagnosed with an 
uh, with a you know, psychiatric disorder. We're not going to talk about treating that disorder, but what we're going to talk about is this whole concept in Chinese medicine of what mood swings are due to uh, in the Chinese medicine theory, and then what acupuncture points and patches may be helpful in supporting the stability of the mood to get your body you know, back into that natural optimal rhythm. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Dr. Dennis, who has been with us for many, many years. Um, he is an expert at patching and also Asian medicine, also an exercise physiologist. So, um, and uh, he's, he's got a PhD, so he is a wealth of knowledge, and we're just so thrilled to have him with us every single month to share his wisdom. Hello, Dr. Dennis. Hi, Dr. Karen, and I'm so happy to be here with y'all. And um, just enjoying living another day in paradise here. Oh, and yay. wondering how, yay, uh, lots of sun today and one in Arizona. And I'm um, wondering how far down the rabbit hole you all want me to take you. <laughs> well, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to see about that uh, as we go on. Um, yeah, there, there's all these different um different things going on there and not just the change of seasons, but we also have an, and I'm very sensitive to these things because I, sometimes my body represents or reflects what's going on in the global sense. And so therefore I get to report it to others. Uh, so that's just part of my soul mission. The, what we call the Ascension energies um, and the, the planet vibrating at a higher rate. And sometimes that causes, you know, inconvenient symptoms at times where we don't really want them, but that happens. So at least I have a voice. I mean, we had to cancel a radio show for the first time in years uh, because I couldn't talk without coughing. Uh, so that was really uh, new for me, but I'm glad I have my voice back now so I can go blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> chat right. a lot. Well, you know, we've been blah, blah, blahing with each other for seven years. We this, have. This, amazing. this October marks our seventh year. Wow. Starting. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. Happy anniversary, Dr. Dennis. <laughs> And back at you, Dr. Karen. Thank you. <laughs> so um, when when we talk about protocols, mm-hmm. you know, the, the term protocol, you know, I love helping people with protocols. And that kind of implies a rigid way of doing things. And it's right. not really all that rigid. So it's right. kind of cringeworthy to me when people ask me for a protocol because I'd rather – teach people a strategy for how to base what they're doing on what the patches do and what certain acupuncture points do uh, instead of, you know, it's like teaching people how to fish instead of just giving them fish. Yep. Yep. It's, it's like one more step of empowerment. Some people aren't ready for that for sure. So just know that if you can, like Dr. Dennis says, if you can, uh, learn to fish, then you're going to be empowered to really, you know, figure out. Uh, now, of course, you, you don't necessarily need to go to Chinese medicine school, so <laughs> you know, to no. figure all the stuff out. So we're trying to simplify it down for people. But yeah, you're absolutely Just right. Just listen Dr. to Dennis. us slapping our gums. <laughs> so um, what what I thought we'd do today is um, I'll hit a little bit of on on sad seasonal affective disorder and mood fluctuation background and 
some physiology and Western perspective, and then get into the TCM view of that. And then I'm going to lay out some acupuncture points. And instead of just throwing points at everybody, I'm going to briefly outline what those points do and correspond those with what certain patches do and then put them together with some quote-unquote protocols for helping with um, young rising and interfering with brain function and also to help engage willpower and also to release mm. liver cheese stagnation and also to regulate stress hormones and also to tonify the heart, the mind, and the brain and also to release stuck emotional energy, which are all mm. behind what happens during seasonal affective disorder. So that's the bottom line. Sounds good. Okay, so with that in mind, mood fluctuations occur seasonally in about 10 million people in the USA. And it's the, it's very light dependent and dependent on biorhythms and seasons. And as everybody knows, the days get shorter in the winter and there's less light, so the pineal body gets activated less. And the pineal body is connected with the third eye. And also, at the other end, it's connected to the limbic brain, which is connected to the hypothalamus, which is connected to the pineal body. And what all that gobbledygook means is that your endocrine system or your hormones can get affected by changes in light patterns in your environment. Mm, So. So that mechanism gives us a lot of things to play with when we're dealing with acupuncture points that can affect hormones and mood and brain function and patches that can affect neurotransmitters and pineal body function and uh, autonomic nervous system function like uh, parasympathetic shifts and um, water, yin, hormones, and yang, fire, and, uh, and also um, stress hormones. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the general picture of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, we know that light affects our affect. A- affect means our mood or our emotion. Affect with an A. And, for example, in Florida, about 1.4% of the population has SAD, seasonal affective disorder. In Alaska, there's about 99 or 10% of the population that's affected by SAD. And then on the other side of the, the ocean... In Ireland, about 20% of the population has SAD. Wow. So maybe that's why they drink so much, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, they're Irish friends, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That's why they call them the brooding Irish, right? Isn't that a term? Right. 
brooding yeah. Irish. Yeah, I never really thought about that, but that makes so much sense. They just don't have a lot of sun. No. And so that appears to affect their endorphins because alcohol is a stressor that raises endorphin levels and endorphins mm. make you feel euphoric. They're euphorogen, so they make you feel better. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we we know we can affect the endorphins with our Nirvana patch and supplement. Because when you wear the Nirvana patch, you regulate dopamine. And when you take the supplement, the seaweed supplement that comes with the Nirvana patch, you regulate the endorphins. So we can access yeah. the endorphin system that way. That's yeah, not the only way. Cool. Right. So uh, let's see, back to particulars here. Um, I wanted to point out that highly skilled physicians treat their patients on the spiritual level, not just the physical level. And there's a Chinese term for that. It's called shang gong jishin. Shang gong jishin. So that means a skilled doctor treats at the spiritual level first or includes a spiritual level, not just the physical and not just the energetic. Mm. And we've discussed many times how when we view Chinese medical physiology, we look at three different systems or three different levels of the system, the Jing, the Qi, and the Shen. So the Jing is the physical essence. The Qi is the energetic balance between yin and yang energies and the shen is a spirit that's housed Mm. in the heart and that interacts with the morphic fields outside of us and when i say morphic fields i mean frequencies Mm -hmm. so the the highly skilled doctor does that and so we're going to be highly skilled at, at what we do when we look at the interaction between acupuncture points and their spiritual properties and also the patches and their alchemical properties as they affect spirit. But Interesting. Let's yes. Let's backpedal a little bit first. And, and I'm, I'm talking kind of fast because I want to leave some time for questions because I, mm-hmm. I know more people are calling in these days and that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so, from the Western perspective, uh, the, the normal we have normal affect except during seasonal changes like during the winter, when because of the light pattern, some people feel more depressed, and that includes any one or combination of the following patterns that's feeling hopeless, having a low <clears throat> self-esteem having suicidal ideation, having a low interest in anything happening around you. Uh, There's lower libido. There's, excuse me, difficulty concentrating or focusing on what you're doing or your tasks at hand. Mm -hmm. There's difficulty making decisions. There's agitation and irritability. There's low energy, and there might be overeating, and 
even craving carbs and gaining weight. Hmm. So any one or combination of those can be a part of this seasonal affective disorder that we're talking about. Okay. Now, in I want to point out in Western medicine, when you make a diagnosis, there's a specific kind of treatment that you follow in order to deal with it. But in in Asian medicine, instead of treating a diagnosis, we rebalance a pattern of energy. So the point is that two people, for example, that have the same Western diagnosis may have different energy patterns. And so according to Chinese medicine, we would treat them differently, use different acupuncture points and different um, patches. Right, now, when right. I say treat, deal with the pattern, we're not treating disease. Right, right. So even if okay, the person's so, labeled the same diagnosis, um, in the Western medicine, you know, if they're if they're like you know mood fluctuations, they'll just give them a medication, uh, the same medication overall. Whereas in Chinese medicine, we can delve deeper into the other causes of that and rebalance the energy because the, the energy can be really different from one individual to the other, but the diagnosis can be the same. Yep. Yep. I, I love it the way you make what I just said more simple and down to earth. That's awesome. My my sister Heidi, who's a nurse, does the same thing. Oh yeah, nurses can be really good at that. <laughs> yeah, but, well, when we've had um, an acupuncture health education clinic in LA for ten years, and that's that's how we bounced off each other. Oh, that's nice. And. We're starting to do the same thing in Arizona now. Nice. Yeah. Great. As soon as that started grounded, I'll probably put it online. Yep. Yep. Just let us know. We'll post it up. Will do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So back to the topic at hand here. Uh, 20% of people with SAD have a bipolar component, which means they cycle between being depressed and being hyper. And uh, that has rapid cycling, if it's uh, SAD-related, usually, and also eating disorders associated with it. And it's usually caused by low, low amount of sunlight and results in hibernation, quote-unquote, like a bear, Um, which would be an extreme example. Now, what's involved, if you look in the brain at the neurotransmitters, typically are serotonin or 5-HT, which is 5-hydroxytryptamine, and melatonin, which is a neurotransmitter of the pineal body. And so the third eye and the pineal body and the limbic brain and hypothalamus and the endocrine system are all involved with responding to the changes in light pattern. Mm-hmm. So the the Western treatment usually involves light, getting more light. In fact, 
There are igloos that the French put up in their airports. They're called light therapy igloos, like the ones in in, um, Paris, France airport, Charles de Gaulle airport. They have igloos where people can go in for light therapy. So while they're waiting for their flight and they're feeling depressed or their biorhythms are messed up, they can go into this light therapy igloo and get bathed in light, which is much more than they would get during the winter season or when uh, they're not getting enough light in their environment. And that will shift them from being depressed or down or having these mood fluxes that we're discussing to feeling better. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Very progressive. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so uh, some standard pharmaceutical approaches are to give uh, SSRIs, which uh, regulate uh, the serotonin or 5-hydroxytryptamine. But I prefer cold calciferol or vitamin D3. So that also boosts mood. Uh, You know what? I really think that uh, when I moved to L.A., I used to have SADD symptoms uh, for probably a really long time. I was in Canada and then upstate New York, which I do live here now. And uh, when I moved to L.A. for a couple of years, I realized like when February, you know, came around, like I was like, hey, wait a second. I'm not depressed. That's really weird, you know. And then I realized, oh, because it's sunnier all the time or most of the time. And yeah, usually by January, end of January, February, I would be like, Bleh, life sucks. It's really hard. You know, I'd be really down. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Low self-esteem, you know, and it would happen every year around that time. And I was like, uh-huh. So, and, and then when I realized my vitamin D levels were better, that uh, like right now I don't suffer from that at all. So even though I've, I've moved back up here, up north, it's very interesting. Right, and of course, most people know that exposure to sunlight increases your vitamin D3 in your body, just naturally. Yeah. So if we look at the human energy field, which we've discussed before, and it's incoherent, we're sad and depressed, we're on an emotional layer, and we can get angry and resent and resent what's going on around us or not interact with it or be irritable or agitated or and or have guilt and shame. But when we're more coherent, in other words, when our chi is not scattered all over the place, but more focused and our biofield is more integrated, that means coherent, on an emotional emotional layer, we're more joyful and more happy and more peaceful and feel safer and um we can feel our innocence, like uh, tap into the innocence we had when we were kids and have fun playing with new things and making mm. new discoveries and also have confidence in what we're doing with that. Interesting. So this emotional layer is affected by what we're talking about, whether we're incoherent or coherent. So we're talking about becoming more coherent by using these acupuncture points I'm going to talk about. And also by using the the patches on those points. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. So 
Um, other approaches to therapy besides vitamin D include other healthy foods like uh, whole foods, whole organic food, food without glyphosate in it. And glyphosate's bad news because it chelates minerals and pulls minerals out of the body. And minerals are cofactors for enzymes. So we don't have optimal enzyme activity if we're exposed to glyphosate or have glyphosate on board. Hmm. Yeah, I notice that a lot of people these days when I'm just doing, you know, muscle testing in general, um, of course, ascension-related, uh, you know, as well, but, but that people need a lot more minerals than they are getting in their food. Right. I totally agree with that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, minerals are missing from the food because a lot of food is grown in depleted soil these days. Well, I think all of our soil is depleted, organic or not. I mean, we've done centuries of damage to our planet, so. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. And so because of that, uh, I recommend um, micromineral nutrient supplements for uh, folks that I work with. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular brand you like? Uh, Eden, E-I-D-O-N. I use that a lot. E-I-D-O-N? Yeah. Okay. But uh, also, um, Dr. Dale has um, her brand from wellnesscenter.net. Mm-hmm. And so um, that that's really important also for helping the patches work better. Because when you mineralize the liquid crystal water floating in our acupuncture meridians, the patches are more efficacious. Yes, absolutely. Yep. I I use uh, Dr. Davis's uh, Mineral Force and Mag Force. It's pretty much a staple. In fact, I notice a difference, especially when I travel, more minerals are are needed for, for, you know, the energy. Um, So I will literally get one of those heavy-duty like Velcro, sort of like Ziploc, but the Velcro bag from like the hardware store that like hunters use. And I'll put the mineral force uh-huh. and mag force in there and I'll travel with it even to Hawaii uh, because it, it is that valuable to me. And uh, his is actually frequency infused uh, with various different frequencies as well as just the actual mineral mag, uh, magnesium, elemental magnesium in there. So I think it's whatever works for people. Um, but I'll put some of these names in the, the notes uh, in the blog for people to reference. And did you say it was Dr. Okay. Dale, D-A-L-E, from wellnesscenter.net? Yes. Okay, got it. Yes, Teresa Dale, right. So you hit on a really important point, frequency infused. Everything we're doing today that's really sophisticated medically is frequency infused. Like mm-hmm. having high nutrition with good frequency in the food is important and using the right acupuncture points and having the right intention and also um, using patches that are frequency infused, all infuse frequency into our system. So, you you know, like in the nineties, I remember Bill Clinton had a, a slogan Maybe I shouldn't quote him, but he he had <laughs> up campaign headquarters. It's economy stupid. Well, I always say physicians ought to have 
a poster up in their medical school conference area that says it's a frequency stupid. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe more would get it. (laughs) Well, you know, and the thing is, is that... uh... I, okay, I'm going to tell you this a little brief story. Um, so I was at the Omega Institute doing a five-day workshop recently and uh, hosting, uh, tra- training one. And so they, they eat a lot of vegetarian food, a heck of a lot more fiber, and, and definitely a lot more beans than I'm used to. And uh, it's it's amazing. It's like amazing what you can, like lentil loaves and all sorts of things that normally you make with meat, they make with beans and chickpeas and all that kind of stuff. So the first day I'm there, I'm pretty gassy, yeah. right? Yeah. So <laughs> what I decided to do with my Topagan healing methods, I decided to amplify the frequency of galactosidase because I know that's in Bino. I didn't have any physical yeah. Bino with me, but I just commanded oh, yeah. the frequency wow. of galactosidase enough to be able to fully digest that. And I got to tell you, I, the gas probably decreased 90% by the, you know, that's by the really, next day. Really clever, so really clever of you. <laughs> I downloaded <laughs> that frequency of Bino. Woohoo! <laughs> The, the way I do that in my system is to create a module and put the frequency set in the module and then implant the module in one's aura and let go and, and let grace come in and rewrite the pattern. Mm, what's a module? It's a container for the intent that you're placing in the field. Oh, okay. Is that metaphysical or or yeah, like something you create in your mind? Gotcha. It's, it's I think both. that's pretty smart. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So it's the same thing you just described. It's just a different way of saying it. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we have that ability, and and uh, it's even easier now than ever before. So people should take advantage of that. Um, yeah. And, and I suppose theoretically you could do that with minerals as well. I have noticed that some days that I can, like if I'm, you know, one time I was traveling and I did not have, this was a while ago, mineral force and mag force with me, I really regretted not bringing it. So, you know, pretty much every day I needed to, you know, do the, the directive to get the minerals in, absorbing, utilizing, you know, maximizing the vibration. So it's like I had to remind my body to do that. It wasn't automatic to the level that would be equivalent to taking the physical minerals, or at least not at that time. So people are like, hey, I don't need to eat, right? You know, I can just like download the frequencies. I'm like, theoretically, yes. Uh, but I think it really has to do with your level of consciousness, your ability to vibrate at that source zero point level to to really yeah. maximize that ability that's my own personal take my understanding from conversations with source yes so in the meantime we have these tools <laughs> yeah and other tools that are used in the west are also ionized air because if you have negative ionization you um you can it's like walking barefoot in the forest or being at the beach you increase your negative ionization and that reduces free radicals and uh, damage to your body so it repairs body damage yeah and cbt or cognitive behavioral therapy is also used so you can have your cognitive intent placed in your field from the cbt and Mm. probably not the least but very important a way to approach readjusting biorhythms is is with sleep 
getting adequate sleep. Mm, okay. So that, that's where our silent nights patches can come in too, to help with a more deep, restful sleep. Okay. Okay, so now let's look at the TCM perspective. Um, well, <clears throat> there's a saying that Dr. Um, Hammer put in the title of his book, Dragon Rises, Red Bird Flies. Okay. And <clears throat> that relates to what we're talking about because dragon rises means the following. The dragon is something that's messed up or bad or disharmonious in you, like an imbalance of chi or energy. And when it's rising, like liver yang rising, like when you've got liver chi stagnation and the liver yang rises, that would be an example of dragon rising. Okay. And then red bird flies means that the heart shen is disturbed. The red mm. bird is a heart. And when it's not anchored by the kidney chi, because heart and kidney or fire and water are in a dynamic harmony with each other. And when they're disturbed, that's called a shen disturbance, and we get a mood disorder. A shen disturbance is a mood disorder or a psychological problem or imbalance. And is that true of everyone's mood disorder, Dr. Dennis, that their that their heart and kidney chi are not balanced? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily, okay. Yeah, there are, there are other patterns, too, and we'll touch on some of those. <clears throat> but this is the main one because a, a lot of people are damaging their liver these days and getting liver chi stagnation, especially with painkillers like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and um, statins. They all make the liver chi stagnant, and they get liver and as well. Yeah. Yeah, acetaminophen is also um, <clears throat> causing liver chi stagnation, yes. And so that means that the liver chi becomes stagnant and, and it's like a pressure cooker. And we've talked about this before, how from that pressure cooker you get yang that needs a release and it rises like letting a little valve off the pressure cooker. And when it rises, it not only goes to the brain, but it can also interfere with the heart energy. Because if you look at the five element cycle, wood mm -hmm. is the mother for earth. And wood has to nourish the earth properly in a regulated way. I thought it was fire. Oh, you're right. Wood I meant nourishes fire. fire. thinking fire okay. is saying earth. Sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're just testing me, right? See how much I remember from school. <laughs> Are you confusing enough without my saying the wrong thing? No, no. But I'm, okay. th I'm thinking Earth because I'm also, the next You're thing the I'm going to say cycle, right? Yeah. is right, how the, the wood attacks the Earth because the wood is a grandmother for the Earth. And it's right. out of control and not controlling the spleen properly. 
And so both of those are important for understanding the mood disorder because you've got the mother, the wood, over-nourishing the fire. So you got <clears throat> fire going out of control. And... <clears throat> And a um, a dragon rising kind of mood disorder is marked by too much fire and too much wind. Now, wind is movement like shaking mm-hmm. or um, itching or agitation or like um, a tremor kind of movement. So <clears throat> the reason you get too much fire and too much wind is because uh, of this dragon rising when there's mm-hmm. liver cheese stagnation, when the liver is toxic and the stagnation builds up. So the heart gets too much heat, builds up a fire, and <clears throat> the one of the characteristics of wood is wind. And so you've got a lot of wind shaking, and that shaking occurs if you can picture liver cheese stagnation as a pressure cooker what happens if you put too much pressure on something it starts shaking that shaking is internal interesting so that's the internal wind we're talking about yeah that's a that's a great analogy or metaphor yes right so that's metaphor for the energy that's taking place with what we're talking Mm -hmm. about Mm mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, and so then, people with diseases where they, they shake a lot, that is likely one of the energetic underlying patterns going on. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so one one way to deal with a internal wind or shaking like that is to deal with wood meridians, mm-hmm. like gallbladder and liver. Gotcha. But we also want to look at our whole bagua, our whole eight components here of yin-yang and cold versus hot, internal versus external, and deficiency versus excess. So those whole patterns can also determine what to rebalance when you're dealing with a mood swing. Now, um, you don't have to be an expert in Chinese medicine to identify the difference between yin and yang, whether somebody's too cold or too hot, or whether there's a deficiency or an excess. Like if there's an excess, if you put more energy into an excess, it'll hurt more. If you put more energy into a deficiency, it'll feel better. Yeah, for example... Can, can we get an example here? Like I, like some people have, uh, you know, joint pain, just a, just a general example. Right. And some people yeah. will say it, it's, it, it feels better when they put heat on it. And other people will yeah. say it, it, you know, makes it worse when it, they put heat on it or That's ice right. for that example. So if they put heat on, it, it feels better. That means it's a deficiency kind of pain. I'm, I'm being very yes. general here, but okay. And if they put no, ice that- on, it feels better than it's a, excess kind of pain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the excess is, is the yang or the heat. 
So if you put ice on it, you're sedating or draining the heat out. Okay, I, I, and, I do have, I, you know, I'm going to play devil advocate here a little bit. Uh, is it possible, okay. Dr. Dennis, for a joint that feels hot to the touch to be benefited by heat rather than cold? Not usually, but there are always exceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think if it's, you it's put, interesting. If, if you take that joint and you bracket it with ice wave patches, uh, ice wave patches, it's been demonstrated with um, infrared thermography uh, to drain the heat out, and that usually takes the inflammation down, and um, that clears the blockage, and you lose the pain. Yeah. That would be the most typical response. Is there something like an empty heat thing where people have heat, but they're actually deficient inside yes, somewhere? there is. Okay. There okay. is. Like if, if, you, if you put your hands together in an even way in front of your eyes, like outstretch your arms, and you have your hands with the palms down even, uh, consider that your left side is yin and your right side is yang. Okay, now let's say the yin goes down and the yang stays at the same level. The yang is at a normal level, but the yin is deficient. So what you have, if you follow this metaphor, is a yin deficiency heat. But you would still treat that as if you had too much heat. Mm, Okay. Well, to be more specific, you would treat the branch or the manifestation of the heat by lowering the heat, but you would treat the root by tonifying the yin and getting the yin back up to anchor the the yang. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, why is it that in Western medicine, uh, for most traumas and hurts, we use ice for everything? And is the, and and I heard in Chinese medicine that they never use ice. Is that true? No, uh, they use ice sometimes, um, but they they have cooling oils too, cooling oils and ways to sedate or take the excess out of a trauma. And if you've got an acute trauma, it's going to have an excess heat component. Tissue will be damaged and you'll have inflammation and that will get hot. And so you'll have an excess like of heat. Now, after that, trauma has healed for a few days, then you don't have so much inflammation and you can, um, you, you can uh, sometimes use heat to help heal it. And that will dilate peripheral arterioles and nourish the tissue better. Unless you use cold in a different way, uh, like uh, it would take about 20 minutes of cold to have a reflex vasodilation. So the cold would initially constrict the peripheral arterioles and lower swelling, but after 20 minutes in um, ice therapy bath, say in an athletic training room, uh, a football player's injury, for example, would have more blood flow and nourishment with a reflex of vasodilation from the ice after about 20 minutes to half an hour. And that's a good thing. 
Yeah. Of course, they don't have patches. Right, right. It's a heck of a lot less convenient doing cold therapy. Some people ask me, well, should I put, they'll put ice wave on. They're like, should I also put ice on it? You know, because everyone's being told to put ice on it. Yeah, well, that's one of the major tools that is available to athletic trainers and Western doctors when they don't tap into using patches. Yeah. Or acupuncture points. But we can drain the heat or the excess much more elegantly with the ice wave patches. And then if it's excess cold, can you still use ice wave patches? Uh, yeah, but I'd use them in a different way from clearing the blockage. I might reverse polarity or I'd use energy enhancer or a different kind of patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I find that if people have had a pain for a long time, we call it like a cold pain and they don't have any heat, um, that sometimes using the white patch instead of the tan patch of the ice wave on the injury spot works a lot better. Well, the, the key to that is what you just said. They've had it for a long time. Usually a chronic condition is a deficiency, whereas an acute injury is usually an excess. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if it's a chronic long-term condition and it feels cold, and it doesn't have the redness in it, and and it feels better when you push on it, you know that it's a deficiency. Okay, yeah. So these are, so for folks listening in, this is just examples of how you, you know, figure out whether something's a deficiency or something's an excess because of the the um, <laughs> protocols, recipes, you know, the, whatever we want to call them, the, the, the patching um, will... Um, you can then figure these out for yourself in the future if you know some of these patterns. Okay, so a long way around to answer your question. What you do with a deficiency when it's cold like that is use a positive yang patch that will tonify the condition. So if you have a deficiency, you want to tonify or put chi into it. And you do that with like a YH patch, which are all positive patches or a white ice wave or energy enhancer, or an Olivita, or even an X39. Mm-hmm. Those are all positive patches, and they all tonify to put chi in to a, de- a deficiency. And when I say put chi in, I mean they, le- they rotate torsion fields clockwise, which is uh, like the threads in a screw. And when you rotate the screw, it pulls the screw into the wood. And that's like mm-hmm. tonifying, putting putting more energy into a deficiency. Yeah. So that's how you deal with a cold, chronic pain, as you're describing. Cool. Well, we probably should stay back on topic now. I sorry I segued into another area just to illustrate uh, cold and <laughs> and heat. But people are like, "Hey, how do we? How does this apply to mood issues or or seasonal issues?" Yeah. Well, just briefly to make the picture complete. So if you have an excess and you want to sedate it by pulling the excess G out, 
you have your torsion field going counterclockwise and use a negative patch for that. So for that, you would use a negative patch like a tan ice wave, a tan energy enhancer, or an SP6 patch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, got it. All right. So now I'm going to list a number of acupuncture points and describe briefly what they do. <clears throat> because we're going to use those points in some patterns, which people call protocols later, along with patches. So, kidney six, that regulates stress hormones especially the adrenals. And I'm not giving everything these points do. I, we, we could spend all day talking about each point. So we're just scratching the surface here. <clears throat> um, spleen 21 in connection with heart one can create a blockage. And when the blockage is clear, the spleen can then go on to tonify the heart. So the spleen 21, if, if you look at the, the way the chi flows in the body, you go from the spleen meridian exit point, which is spleen 21, to the heart meridian entry point, which is heart one, under the armpits. Oh, that's right, yeah. Spleen, spleen 21 is on the side of the body, right where the apex of the heart on the left side of the body is. It's also bilateral on the right side, but <clears throat> we're mostly talking about the left side because we're dealing with the heart. So the exit point for, for a spleen channel is spleen 21, and then the entry point for heart is heart 1. And it's often said that angels lift people up by their armpits, and that means that you're, they're tonifying heart 1 as they're lifting them up. <laughs> uh, that's cool. So, so that's what we're doing with spleen nurturing the heart. Interesting. Yeah. So that clears blockages of uh, the exit entry point and will tonify the heart. And remember, we talked earlier about how mood disorders are sometimes caused by imbalances of the heart energy. Mm-hmm so that the kidney and the heart are out of balance and you get more fire than usual. And so you get a shin dis disturbance so that that can create a mood disorder. Okay. Then um, a lot of people are familiar with liver chi stagnation because we've talked about that a lot over the years. So the two main points for that are the four gates, which include both liver three and both large intestine four points. So you got two liver three points, one in each foot, two large intestinal four points, one in each hand. And those will decrease liver chi stagnation. They'll disperse the stagnant liver chi, which is what liver three does, and they will pull excess chi out of the head, which is what large intestine four does. So both of those points are important for dealing with liver chi stagnation related mood disorders. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have bladder 43. I, I love this point because it's the yellow court gate, the Gao Huang Shu yellow court gate. The yellow court is where stagnant emotional energy accumulates, especially when when the wood attacks the earth. And as it goes across the space between the diaphragm and the apex of the heart, that's where the yellow cord is. You get stuck emotional energy there. And that's a really interesting area and really interesting energy to work with, especially with the yellow cord gate, bladder 43, because I've had quite a number of clients that, have been in psychotherapy for decades and they have not been able to release or move their stuck emotional energy or their, their shin disturbance. And they come see me. And after like a few seconds of Qigong or after a few minutes of past life regression in a Qigong state, they've released their stuck emotional energy from the yellow court and they're fine. Nice. Now we we sometimes don't know that right away, but the reports I get afterwards are that I was able to overcome the things I couldn't do before. Mm. From the blockage. Gotcha. Okay, then uh, <clears throat> Sanjiao seventeen or triple burner seventeen is behind the ear. Uh, the Sanjiao channel regulates water, which means that it balances hormones. And there are lots of endocrine points also on the other side of the earlobe. So we get a double whammy with Sanjiao 17 of affecting hormones in the endocrine system. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so because patches <laughs> treat just be, I mean, patches affect areas beyond just what they're stuck to. Yes, that's right. Really good point. Not only does the frequency from the patches re-resonate the acupuncture meridians, which spread all over the body, but they mm-hmm. also um, they also change the endocrine system, which it also travels all over the body and the blood. Endocrine hormones do. So um, we've got a lot of things happening when we're using the patches. Physiologically, it's not just introducing a frequency. It's also changing hormone balance and regulation. Nice. So a major point for doing that is the intong or the third eye that works through the pineal body, as I mentioned before, which affects the limbic brain and the hypothalamus and the pituitary and therefore the endocrine hormones. Is One that Governor Vesper twenty four point five? Yes it is. Okay. G V twenty four point five. Okay, got yeah. it. <laughs> right. On the glabella between the eyebrows. The glabella is a little ridge there on the forehead right below the forehead there between the eyes and above the nose bridge. 
One of my favorite patches for that is Olivita because it, our LifeWave's own research shows that it affects the epithalamin, which is the neurotransmitter of the pineal body. And that affects the whole endocrine system. Nice. Okay, another point is heart eight. Now, heart eight is unique because that's a horary point for the heart. H-O-R-A-R-Y. Horary means that that's the point where most of the chi in that meridian accumulates or that we can access at a certain time of day. And we can use heart eight most effectively between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. That's the time for the heart channel mm. or every clock. And so uh, actually the, um, the patch that I would suggest using for heart eight is the Olivita patch. And you can find heart eight. If you make a loose fist, your little finger will, the tip of your little finger will be right on heart eight. And so you'd only use it during that 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. time if this was a good uh, a good uh, recipe for that person? Yes. Uh, you could use it any other off. time. It would just be more efficient during that for every time. Ah, most effective. It okay, would work, work better, be more effective at the time that most of the chi of the body is in that channel for the heart. Because we're working with heart imbalances, as we discussed earlier. Right, right, right. So, the um, like when you have a spleen deficiency, the spleen doesn't nourish the heart so well, and the heart doesn't get nourished as well as it should. The heart is the xin, X-I-N, xin. And the character, the Chinese character for heart is the same as for mind and the same as for brain. <laughs> and that's curious because the brain is part of the kidney marrow. But we know the heart and the kidney work together in harmony to create even mood or psychological perfection. And when they're out of balance, we get a shen disturbance or a mood disorder. So if the heart's not being nourished properly, either by its mother, the wood, or feedback from the spleen, then it can malfunction and we get an imbalance. Mm-hmm. So everybody's probably screaming, well, what do we do about all the stuff you're talking about? Well, I'm <laughs> going to get to that. Getting there, getting there. Yeah, and then we'll go to questions. Yeah. And by the way, I just want to let people know that are listening live to the show. Um, we are doing the Ask the Doctors show today with Dr. Dennis Loebstein and I. And if you have a LifeWave patching question, you can call in at 818-514-1190. Hit one so you know your hand's up. Again, 818-514-1190. And then I also have opened up the chat, so you can definitely put a question in the chat as well. So we do have one person that's patiently waiting with their hand up. <laughs> Good for <Okay>. you. <laughs> So we might have to go uh, uh, another half hour in order for me to get everything in here. Yep. So we booked it till the 90 minutes just in case. Okay. Awesome. So as long as y'all want to hear me flap my gums, I'll keep going. 
<laughs> All right. So I'm just wondering whether should we maybe segue for questions for a little bit before you get to the other things, just in case that person has to has to go. What do you think? Let me finish the let me finish the points and okay. list patches real real fast before I get into protocols and we'll do it between my listing those and the protocols. Sounds good. Okay, so just another minute or so with with the points. So another point, good point is bladder 62. That's the master point for arousal. It's called the Yang Chao Mai. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're depressed, you're the opposite of aroused. We talked about the pattern earlier, how you feel sedated and you have lack of interest and and uh, you're not charged at all. You're the opposite of being aroused. And so bladder 62 is a master point for arousal. So that's a good one for dealing with SAD. Also, uh, spleen six is um, a water point and uh, regulates hormones and can help with hormone balance. And that's also the point, as a lot of our listeners know, uh, where the liver and the spleen and the kidney meridians of the leg all cross. So by hitting spleen six, you're getting all three meridians, kidney, liver, and spleen. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, then um, bladder 52 is the outer shoe of the kidney. Now, the the kidney channel, if you look down the the back, has two channels, two tracks. There's an inner track and an outer track. The inner track is half assumed bilateral to the midline of the spine on the back, and the outer line that runs, well, they're, they're both parallel to the um, medial border of the scapula, but the outer line is three soon bilateral instead of one and a half soon bilateral. So it's another one and a half soon or inches away from the midline on both sides. And that happens to be where Bladder 43 is the Gao Hongshu point we talked about earlier. It's on that line. And that outer bladder line is very useful for dealing with psychological and emotional problems, much more than physical. So the inner line deals more with physical stuff. The outer bladder line deals more with psychological and emotional issues. So bladder 50, yes. Bladder 52 is on the outer bladder line, and it's the chi. It affects the chi of the kidney, and the kidney chi is jir or willpower. So people that are suffering from SAD have are lackadaisical or have a lack of willpower, and so bladder 52 is good for reinforcing or tonifying or waking up their willpower. So just like the Shen is the um, energy of the heart, Zher or willpower is the energy of the kidney. So Shen and Zher work in harmony with each other when we have balanced emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Nice. And if, when you put patches back there on bladder 52, it's pretty close to bladder 23, which is very powerful, um, you know, to support the physical energy. Uh, so you think that putting it back there might actually do both things at once? Yes, because the patches are so big, they can affect that. And Yes. Nice. And also, um, that's also because uh, we're talking. You're talking about or referring to bladder 23, which is the back shoe point for the kidneys. That deals with kidney uh, lack of energy or kidney chi deficiency. Well, level with bladder 23. If you go 1.5 soon bilateral further out, you have bladder 52. And it's also level with the Mingmen, which is GV4, which is the life gate. So you're dealing with the battery of the body, the life gate, mm-hmm. and the willpower at that level, right under lumbar two. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Heart five comes to Shen. And it's uh, indicated for vexation. If you restore Shen, you uh, mitigate vexation or agitation, uh, and especially um, especially when there's uh, seasonal affective disorder. That's useful for doing when you're boosting the willpower. You also want to calm the Shen, so they're in balance. Mm. Oh. So good combination would be like heart five and bladder fifty two. Okay. In order to engage the motive force of the yang, you can use the life gate, which we just mentioned, G V four. You can use G V fourteen and you can use G V twenty. And if you use the the YH patches like the uh, eon on GV20, the um, glutathione on GV14, and the carnosine on GV4, and you have a nice engagement of the motor force of the yang. And then you can add... Did you say motor, motor force or motive force? Motive, like to move. Mo- uh, motivation. Okay. Motivation ah, okay. of move. Like gotcha. you're, you're motivated... To want to move, ah, okay. Because you tonify yang, which is the energy behind the movement. Gotcha. Or as we discussed earlier, arousal. Okay, so um, small intestine three on the right side engages prenatal yang. So that's a good one to throw in there with um, engaging the motor force. So you do that on the right, and you can also use bladder 62 on the left. So that's a good uh, point for ice wave patches or, or a combination for ice wave or energy enhancer or positive one on right, small intestine three, and a negative patch on left, bladder 62, along with the Y age on GV4, GV14, and GV20. 
So it really helps with motivation while keeping you calm. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Which is the same quality that you get from practicing Qigong. Nice. Or by doing exercise that's calming. You probably feel that way when you're ice skating. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Okay, so let me just briefly hit on some patches that I'll use in the combinations here. <clears throat> we talked about nirvana already. Affects dopamine and beta endorphin. Olivita patch affects epithalamin through the pineal. Energy enhancer gives us a parasympathetic shift, among other biochemical changes that we won't get into. The SP6 patch works on the yin, on the water, and on the hormones. The YH patches are yang, work on the fire, and um, also should have mentioned that the bladder 62 increases ACTH. So if bladder 62. Yeah, it increases oh, ACTH. Oh. oh, really? I did not realize like you that. Stop, you've got low arousal and low glucocorticosteroids, which is the case if you're depressed or if you have a seasonal affect. The central corticosteroids are generally high, but the peripheral ones are low. So if you zap bladder 62, you're going to increase your peripheral ACTH and rebalance that. Does that increase cortisol production? Yes. ACTH is adrenocorticotropic hormone that comes from the pituitary corticotropic neurons, which are the same neurons that secrete endorphins. And What do you mean by peripheral hormones then? Peripheral is outside of the brain and the central nervous system. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Central is brain and spinal cord inside it. Peripheral is outside the brain and the spinal cord. Gotcha. Okay, so ACTH will hit the adrenal cortex gland and stimulate corticosteroid production, which will give you more energy give you more mental clarity. It's a stress hormone. It suppresses the white blood cell activity, but it gives you more mental clarity and lowers inflammation and gets you more aroused. And that's a healthy thing if you need transient arousal. It's not a healthy thing when that system is stimulated 24-7 because of the stress of our society. Mm-hmm. That's a negative Okay, so I just all that's just a background for talking about the point combinations and protocols. But let's do the questions first. Okay, let me see here. Okay, so area code four zero four. I'm gonna unmute you now. Thank you for your patience. Okay. Hello. 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 
Hello. Hello. Um, this is Marilyn. Um, Hi, Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. Hi. So this question is kind of related to mood and sleep. And um, just for your information, I use as many of the LifeWave patches every day that I can, including uh, X, um, the stem cell one. Um, but it seems like, and I've used Silent Night in the past at work, but I I try to go to bed at 8 or 9, and then I take melatonin and GABA and a lot of herbs and stuff. But then I wake up sometime within um, either three hours or six hours, then I take everything again so I can get the rest of my sleep. So I'm wondering if there is some mood disorder, which made me think, even though I don't feel any mood issues, um, that maybe I should get a sun lamp or in combination with some of these patches, maybe it's more of a stress response, you know, that that the patch would sedate things a little bit. Because I do notice if I've been around people that it tends to happen more than just if I'm by myself that day so that I'm probably being stimulated in some way. So kind of a not stress, I don't feel stressed, but it is a stress response. So I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, if there's some patch protocol maybe to combine with the silent night to use at night. I do use you know, the X39 at night um, at the top, uh, below my navel. Um, so, uh, and I've used the Aeon patch at, at below um, my, my neck. I forgot what it is there on C5 or whatever on that point. You know, I've used patterns like that in the glutathione patch on my right um, foot in the liver point area. So I've tried all kinds of different things like that, even the ice wave patches on the bottom of my feet, thinking that that would, you know, do whole body inflammation. Um, I'm sure it's all helping. I don't know that any of those protocols per se have, um, you know, seen to alleviate. You want to sleep through the night, right, Marilyn? Yeah, I would, and sometimes I do, and that's why I don't know why. I don't oh, know, good you know, question. it could be not enough sun in the morning. You know, you see what I mean? I, I, looking at all this, it could be some some uh, elaborate protocol, but I'm happy to do that. It, it's not elaborate. It's really simple from what you said. Okay, good. So <laughs> okay. You're, you're talking about waking up three hours into your sleep. You go to bed at about well, eight or nine. So that makes yeah, your waking up. Go ahead. Well, sometimes it's three hours. It's more recently, it's three hours. Well, I don't know. Most of the time, it's half the time it's three hours. Sometimes it's five or six hours. So it's two different patterns going on. I'm not sure the difference. Probably more often well, five or six. Within that framework, if you're waking up after three hours, your gallbladder is being very active and you have too much gallbladder fire. So you'd okay. want to okay. sedate gallbladder 38. Okay. Okay. So gallbladder 38 is a point to use to sedate the gallbladder. Um, and that should keep you sleeping pretty well. Uh, if it's a three hour wake, if it's a five hour wake, then 
it'll be the liver and you've got liver two as a sedation point for too much fire in your liver. So fire causes irritability and heat and that, that wakes people up. Okay. And so you, if you horror, how do you pronounce it? Horary clock, clock, right, Dr. Dennis? Yeah, I'm using the horary clock, but I'm not using the horary points for the liver or the gallbladder. Oh, okay. I'm using I'm using fire points. So the fire point for gallbladder is 38, and the fire point for liver is liver two. Hmm. So and if then do you, I put a, a tan patch? Do I put a tan patch on on those on the left hand side only, or yes, to sedate them? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And is it so ice wave or energy enhancer? Or SP6 if you want to affect your hormones also. Okay. Okay. And do okay, I put so them that... on before I go to bed? Can I do I put those on before I go to bed or just if I wake up or before you go to bed. Okay, that's what I thought. Because then, then when Can you do... hit your you hit your gallbladder time and your liver time, then you will have sedated the excess fire out of those channels that hit you when you wake up. So then you won't wake up. Okay. And put them on both of them because I don't know what my pattern is per se or just try one for a while and see how that works. I try works. one first and then the other one second. Like try the gallbladder first since that was your three-hour and then okay. try the uh, liver two second. So you don't overdo it because the principle okay. is the less patches you use, the more powerful each one is. Oh, okay. And should I not do the X39 at night? I was doing oh, it at night. Can. because you, I... you put it on the right side. Okay. Well, okay. actually, it, it causes a patch. So if you put it on the left side, it would help. It would reverse polarity. And it might sedate the whole body. So that may actually help you sleep. And one one elegant way of doing that is to use both kidney six and bladder 62, which are bladder 62 as a master point for sedation. I mean, did I say 62? Uh, Yeah, but, but you didn't mean sedation, right? You meant excitation. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean both okay let me start over so you, you <laughs> use you use kidney six which is a master point for sedation or for okay. rest and you use okay. bladder 62 which is a master point for arousal but you reverse the polarity so you, uh, of the patches so you put a negative patch on right bladder 62 and you put a positive patch or a tonifying patch on left kidney 6 that way that way you're tonifying the resting master so you keep resting and you're sedating the arousal master so you calm down the arousal so we put tan, wait a second, I got tan on the left and white on the left. So it's 
pan on the, the right. left, tan on tan the right you, bladder 62. You polarity. Okay. You're changing polarity, so you put the tan okay. on the right, bladder 62, and you put the white on left, kidney 6. Ah. Okay, so now you not only reverse polarity, but you're sedating the arousal point and you're tonifying the rest point. Okay, do I do that um, if the um, gallbladder and the liver isn't working, then I add this in? Yeah, you can do both, sure. But I'd, I'd try the gallbladder liver stuff first. And then okay. only go to this reverse polarity as a last resort. And is that with the and ice then wave? For the reverse, use, I'm sorry, go ahead. I can use the ice wave for the reverse polarity or the energy enhancer? Either one. Okay. And you can also use the X39 as the positive patch on left kidney six and then use an SP6 patch on right bladder 62. Those are reverse polarity, sedating the arousal and tonifying the rest point. Now you want to take them off when you wake up or you're going to be dragging your butt all day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, they only last 12 hours, right? So, but if well, I put them on like... last five days. Oh, really? Okay. For some, the company guarantees them for 12 hours, but sometimes they last longer. Oh, okay. And then, um, okay, and so do you think the sun, uh, you were talking about the Eskimos and the sun things to add that, maybe a sun lamp in the morning in the wintertime or something? My desk is facing the sun. I do have sunlight all day, but. Um, I don't know if the circadian rhythms have anything to do with this. Yeah, sun lamp or an igloo. <laughs> okay. With, the, the uh, you know, with light inside. You want the ig igloo illuminated with light inside. Hmm, that sounds kind of fun, actually. Um, I'd like to work in an igloo. Is there a particular sun lamp that you think is better than others or... Um, simulate sunlight as closely as possible. Okay. Broad spectrum, so just, including you. Okay. So just any, any of the better brands for sun lamps. So that. Yeah. I don't know do if they that. have a broad spectrum 10,000 lux, but, uh, they probably do. I haven't looked at it recently. Now, keep in mind that you're using light therapy by using the patches because the patches are phototherapy. It's just right. at a lower, a lower luminescence as you would have in a bright igloo. So the, the patches are more elegant, and it's not like trying to hit a fly with a sledgehammer like the igloo would be. Well, I am using the energy enhancers every day on two or three different points, the kidneys, the stomach, the bladder, and then I do S6, I believe, the three points, you know, kidney, liver, spleen. So I'd say six days a week I, I am doing that protocol. I have been all year, 
and then I have acupuncture once a week. So, um, nice. so yeah, I, I am kind of do, doing that. That's why I'm at a loss with, and I've been doing acupuncture for, you know, 20 years, uh, but the patches for 10 years. But really, I've only upped my game this year under Dr. Can. I kind of signed up to kind of do a lot more stuff. But, um so, yeah, well, Dr. Karen fine. is an excellent one to up your game with. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Marilyn, so you've done things. you've done the sleep hygiene, right? So no cell phones in the room and getting rid of fluorescent lighting bulbs in your bedroom, turning off all electrical devices in your bedroom. Yeah, I know. And then I've added the last month. I'm trying to be better about the blue block glasses. You know, after seven or eight. Mm-hmm. If I am, you know, just yeah. Kind of and are you are you are you doing the Clarion Protection Spray formula before you go to bed? Spraying well, your room, spraying yourself. The, well, I've just been doing the MP3s, so okay. Well, you want to clear your space too, right? Okay, that's a good yeah. reminder. Yeah, that stuff um, can linger, but, yeah. especially when you're with people. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, no, it's always um, doing all of these things, it seems like. So, um, okay, well, thank you. This, These are kind of great. I I think, um, you know, so it sounds like the things for sleep could also be kind of mood-related um, in a sense because it's sedating the fire in a sense. So Yeah, and another way you can deal with this, Mm-hmm. As Dr. Karen alluded to earlier, is that you can create um, a module or a frequency or borrow a template with somebody's frequency that sleeps really well and just put that in your aura or your field oh, and let okay. go, let Grace rewrite your pattern. That would be a much okay. easier way to do it. Okay, well, I'll ask that. I'll... You know, Can't hurt to uh, try, right? Yeah, I have to find someone who sleeps well. Everyone, <laughs> well, you can just pull it out of the ethers. Yeah, yeah okay, you yeah. can ask if I if I knew somebody who sleeps well, what would they look like, and then borrow that image and put that in your field. Okay, <laughs> that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Certainly, ask for grace. That sounds great. So, mm-hmm. but okay. then you got to. And- once you place that intent, you got to let go and let grace do its thing. Don't keep harping on it with onks that you didn't get it done because that will okay. interfere with it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah. Let go. Yep. Let go. Let go. Okay, okay. cool. Okay, great. So I'm going to unmute you or sorry, meet you here. Uh, thank okay. you, Marilyn for your awesome, awesome question. And uh, we'll let Dr. Dennis, uh, we've got about five minutes left to finish up, Dr. Dennis. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like six different protocols here, five minutes. Okay, so. Well, we have a buffer of 15 minutes above that, but then it shuts off suddenly and nobody can hear us. So after five minutes, people that are on the live stream will not hear us. But they can def- it'll it'll record on the replay, so you can check that out afterwards. People on or the phone will be able to hear us. 
if you want, we can save them for the next show and then have a lot of Q&A. Okay. Well, why don't you give us a couple and then we'll, you know, we'll do more Q&A too next time. Okay. So um, we talked about engaging willpower this year, CHI. So that's really simple at the level of the Ming Man or GV4. If you're looking at the back with the, with the right on your right and the, the person's left on your left, then at right below lumbar two, you've got bladder 52, which is three soon bilateral to the life gate. So you would use energy enhancer with the white on the right and the tan on the left. Okay, so that's the most simple way of engaging willpower. Okay. Now, one thing we've talked about a lot is releasing liver chi stagnation. So if we're looking at the person from the, from the front, so their, their left is on your right, and you're looking at them at their front, then um, you want to use liver three, on the left with a tan energy enhancer on left liver three and a white energy enhancer on right large intestine four. And that's the most simple way to get the four gates, even though you're just using two of the points, uh, you're releasing stagnant liver chi that way. And you're saving from having to use both liver three and both large intestine four. So you got large intestine four above with a white on energy enhancer on it, and you've got tan energy enhancer on left liver three. So that releases liver chi stagnation with all the things we talked about that liver chi stagnation interferes with to cause um, affective disorder, interfering with the mm-hmm. heart. Okay. Regulating stress hormones. If we're looking straight at the person with their left on our right, so we're looking at their face, a really good point is yin tong, the third eye. And uh, you could put an olivita patch there. Uh, You could put a nirvana patch on Sanjiao 17, which is behind the right ear. So you got third eye, you got nirvana behind the right ear. Olivita's on the third uh, on the third eye, and Nirvana's behind the right ear. And then, if you go down to spleen six, you can put an SP six patch on left spleen six, or you can use kidney six. Both of them will will uh, regulate stress hormones. Okay. And this is now people might not be able to go to work with that on their third eye, the Alavita. So can they just do that one at night? Yeah, just do that one at night. Okay. Unless you're a distributor and you want to get people talking about the patches. Right. <laughs> yes, unless you're marketing, <laughs> then you can use that at night. <laughs> I know right. I have patients that used to walk around at the grocery store, the patch in the middle of their forehead, and I do it all the time and nobody says anything. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, that's just Dr. Karen. <laughs> Especially in California, that just goes with the role of being crazy. That's right. Uh, okay, so 
let's say we want to engage motive force of the yang and strongly tonify the yang to decrease depression. So we've talked numerous times before about relieving depression by putting a neon patch on the top of the Tai Chi pole, which is GV20. But now we're going to add glutathione to GV14, and we'll add a carnosine to GV4, and we will add a white energy enhancer or a white ice wave to right small intestine 3, and then we will put a tan energy enhancer or a tan ice wave on left bladder 62. So we're using this diagonal of right small intestine Ooh. 3, left bladder 62, and we're using the the motive force line of the yang, the top of the tai chi pole, the back of the neck, and uh, the life gate with the YH patches. So that will strongly boost the yang chi and decrease depression. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So notice there are different energy patterns we're talking about. One, we're trying to engage willpower. The other one, we're trying to activate motor force. Another one, we're regulating stress hormones. Another one, we're releasing stagnant liver chi. Okay, so right. what if we... I, I think somebody, personally, I think that somebody bursts, you know, like their mood just goes from, like, calm to, like, crazy. Um, I think that might be that liver young rising thing. Yes, right. Because all of a sudden, the pressure cooker in the liver explodes. Yep. So, so you would still like use liver three it, and large intestine four for that? Yes. Liver three disperses stagnant liver chi. Large intestine four reverses uh, liver yang rising and pulls the excess yang out of the head. Nice. So that's what I that's what I that pattern I project on people who cut me off when they're driving and honk at me and flip me a bird because I know they have liver problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Great. Okay. So any anything else you want to share for the last couple of minutes of the recording, Doctor Dennis? Well, I got two more. One of them releases stuck emotional energy from the yellow court. The other one <clears throat> okay. will, um, <clears throat> will sedate excess chi in the heart and also tonify the heart um, and the mind and the brain. So let, let's look at release of stuck emotional energy from the yellow court. So we talked about bladder 43, yellow court point, the Gaohong shoe. So we could put either energy enhancer or ice wave or eon or some kind of positive patch on right bladder 43 and then a negative patch on left bladder 43. And then I would also throw an X39 on CV8, which is the belly button. Because we were connected with the mother through the umbilicus in the womb, but we still have spiritual connection through the umbilicus after birth. <clears throat> so that makes a nice triangle. 
You know I had to throw okay. a triangle in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love triangles. Okay. So yes, we can use it. Eon or Olivita on the right and SP6 on the left, bladder 43 <clears throat> for that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So last but not least, let's say we have decreased fire and shen disturbance going on and uh, pain on the on the side between spleen 21 and heart 1. So we have an exit entry blockage and we can <clears throat> do what's called an ipsilateral patching which ipsilateral means on the same side. So let's say the blockage is on the left. So you would put a white ice wave patch on left spleen 21 and a tan ice wave patch on left heart one. And then you reinforce the flow of the chi from that exit spleen point to the entry point for the heart. And you'll tonify the heart with the spleen chi. So the spleen chi will tonify the heart and the mind and the brain. So it nourishes the heart, mind, and brain. Cool. Very cool. Nice. I might want to try yeah. that. So I, I know that, that uh, I have uh, uh, lymphatic blockages sometimes that occur on that side. And so spleen 21, if I you know push on it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a little tender. Actually, not too much today, but (laughs) I'm trying to find it. Um, So that might be good because I want to increase the flow of chi into that lymphatic drainage area anyway. Yes. Very Mm -hmm. good. Great. Okay. Stretching will help, too. If you use stretching with the patches and put your intent of uh, getting the chi to flow between the white and the tan patch. Sounds good. Cool. All right, Dr. Dennis, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. I've got all this written down. And uh, for those of you, you can find Dr. Dennis on uh, the Patch Training Team Facebook group, which is free to join. Just answer the questions before you get in and get approved. Um, check out the, the notes on the blog and the rerun of the radio show, the replays of the radio show on the blog as well, patchtrainingteam.com. And we'll talk to you next month. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time. Bye. You're very welcome. Well, everyone. Bye-bye.